Welcome, guys. Hello. This is another episode of Filtered Thoughts. Today, I am here with Josh, and I'm also actually joining us today for the first Fuck. time is Vag. Hey guys, Dad. welcome. Hey guys, I'm Vag. I'm a barista. I'm working at uh, Watch House Star Bridge, and I've been here in London for the past two years. My plans are to learn how to make coffee properly and inspire people to walk, stay behind the bar, work behind the bar, share their passion and knowledge and make delicious coffee for lovely people. That's me. I think that what we should um, talk about regarding competition is uh, how easy or how hard it was for us to yeah. do this competition, what we went through. Because the thing with us is that we're still baristas right we're still working behind the bar and that's the reality apart from just straight and that he's a unique <laughs> <laughs> the thing is if you're a barista and you want to start competing then we can give a rough idea what you're gonna get through right because yeah. you you will work 10 hour shifts behind the bar you will need to stay trained you will need to stay and do the dishes and clean clean after yourself right yeah, we've got different aspects. Obviously, you've, well, obviously you did the UKBC and I did the Brewers' Cup. And mm. I wish I had prepared a lot more. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. However, like you just said, working 10 hours a day, going home to a three-year-old. Um, I always said this from minute one. When I did the heat, I said to Matt, for a month yeah. of solid training. And then mm-hmm. so the, final, yeah. the week before the finals, I thought, right, got a week, I'll start. I'll, I'll knuckle down as it is and start practicing properly and then had a, a hole in my roof which then took my priority away from competition again I'm not using that as an excuse I'm not using that as an excuse but people like yourself obviously you know how important it is to practice night mm-hmm. in night out I wish I had that um, I wish I had a team up here like obviously Lewis from Crankhouse was my coach and he was brilliant but not being able to be with him day 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 to day nights and stuff it's it is difficult it is difficult to do on on your own i mean i can make i know i'm very con, um, consistent in making free coffees taste the same but i can make them and go these coffees are the best things ever but in reality mm-hmm. i could pass them over to one of you guys you can go that tastes like shit. there's no one there to give me feedback um i had one one run through practice before my competition, and I and I also made a mistake um, by getting someone else's opinions the day before the competition, which I regret massively. Because um, obviously you have your, you have your script, you have your routine, don't you? And yeah. I had it all. I memorized it. It was all well, and then the day before. I went and spoke to someone else and they give me taste but taste notes completely different to what I had, completely different to what Lewis had given me and what Dave at Crankhouse had given me. And I when I came to the competition, I came to the bit when you're talking about your taste notes and I just completely forgot 
taste notes that Lewis had given me and then taste notes this other guy had given me. So I just like just threw out random words and I just, you know, I, well, I don't know, you you, you were quite flawless, Mike, but when you, <laughs> me personally, when I knew I'd made a mistake, I just wanted to get off the stage. And I think mm-hmm. if you can watch, if you watch back the recording, you can actually see me hit. There's a certain point where I know I've made a mistake and my head just goes, I want to get off. I want to get off here. I can't save it now. But in reality, after getting my score sheets, um, I actually did relatively all right in terms of score. It turns out I got disqualified because of the mistake I made, which was telling the judges I was doing something and then doing it again. So I just diluted one of my coffees too much and it went below one TDS. So, yeah. So if you do make a mistake in competition, if anyone's thinking about doing competition, just carry on. You never know. Yeah, you know I mean, I'm not saying I would have yeah. got through. Who knows? Because my compulsory score was apparently one of the highest on the day. Annoyingly. That's one. That's really nice. Uh, really good takeaway message. That's a good advice. If you mess up, don't forget that the judges don't know your routine. So you need to carry on, right? They yeah. don't know how it could have been or how it's supposed to be. They only know what they're uh, watching at that moment, right? Yeah, yeah, true. It was just, it was just more that I, I, I knew I'd made a mistake, so I was just like, I've got to get off now. I need to. You work, you remember your scripts over and over and over and over, and you you misplace a word, and then my head, I was like, oh god, I was just trying to think back, and I couldn't remember anything. And I was just like, oh, I need to get off here. I need to get off now. Such a shame, really, because reality people people slate doing competitions I, do, I mean I've never done the BCs I'll never do the BCs but the Brewers Cup is a bit obviously with the compulsory rounds um, it's a lot of fun it's annoying it's stressful because you don't know what coffee it is you're just going in there blind you're coming up against these great people and then you beat these people and it's, it, you know you're going home it's fantastic and then the reality of it is you're then supposed to work tirelessly again for, well, in the Brewers' Cup the next month to prepare for the finals. And like I said before, I didn't do that annoyingly. I wish I had, but I'll never neglect my daughter for a competition. Maybe I shouldn't do competitions, but I enjoy it too much. I said that to a few people as I'll never do it again, but reality is I know I'm going to do it again. Yeah, just too addictive. Yeah, for me, it's more like maybe you don't have time pr- to practice for the open service, which makes sense, right? Because everyone here is going through their own stuff, and life is life is right, life, right? Reality yeah. versus expectation is a big thing in competition, but training for the compulsory, I believe this is something that we do every day in our bar side. Right? So training yeah. for a compulsory and dialing a coffee, uh, having the score sheet next to next to us, I think this is the best thing you have to do when you train for that. Because you can do this all year round. You don't need to wait like two weeks before the competition to start practicing for compulsory. Compared to open service, that's a different, <laughs> different thing. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, yeah. Yeah. compulsory was th- this year, weird this year. Last, 
So last year when I did it, I practiced endlessly for the compulsory. Mm -hmm. And I was like, just getting people, loads of people were so kind, sent me so much coffee, and I was just dialing it in, make it taste right. Get nice. my, my coach and Kieran taste it. Yeah, it's good. This year, I didn't really practice for compulsory. It was mm -hmm. weird. I just went in and thought, give it a go. Based on, based on because I'd done it the year before, you show up to get given a bag of coffee, I make it, and then it's one of them. Um, however, the coffee was awful, and the coffee, I don't know, I think you may be able to speak to Stelios about this, because he tasted mm -hmm. my coffee. Mm -hmm. I, in the, the practice time, I was so happy with my coffee in the practice time, I was buzzing, and did exactly the same. Effing finished in the time, exactly the same, when I actually had my seven minutes to do it, and I hated it. The taste was awful. It, but apparently, that's what the judges were looking for makes no sense to me but there's some other people's coffees there that they were a lot better than mine mm -hmm. but then well, clearly maybe I'm looking for something different than what the judge is looking for Yeah, I'm looking for a lot of sweetness yeah. I didn't get any of that in, yeah. in my coffee anyway it was weird yeah I experienced that this year when I was competing yeah. in the compulsory for sure you know um, I think partly the reason why I didn't get through it's because I switched the uh, brewing method very much in the last minute. And again, I think, Josh, I think both me and you actually suffer with the same problem, which is taking um, the advice last minute. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Do you know what I mean? Um, really shouldn't have done that. I mean, for the open service, definitely not. I mean, you practice so much. Well, I say practice. I should have practiced. But, you know, reality is you should practice so much for the open service. And yeah. you don't take anyone else. Take people's advice, but don't take Everyone's someone advice. else's advice. Yeah. yeah, don't take someone's advice yeah. the day before the final. Yeah. Um, also, get to obviously it was at London XL, the the open service for the Brewers Cup. Get to London a, a lot earlier than at three a.m. So I got to London at three a.m. and I was on stage at nine. So it was not good. I was tired. Um, there's a lot of traffic driving from Exeter to London. But next year, if I make it to the open service, then I'll be in London two days before, to say the least. No. <laughs> I'll move to London. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I mean, I assume we're all going to compete again next year. And Well, I know I am. I'm <laughs> assuming you will do, Josh. Yeah, I probably will um, this year. Purely, I think, for me, it's based off the fact that I know I can do it. And the feedback I got this year is, like, wasn't substantial enough for me to be, walk away from it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, one, I don't know what it, I get. I don't know what, again, for the BCs, it's different. But the Brewers' Cup, the margins yeah. are so tight. So tight when you yeah, come to yeah. scoring. I mean, so the guy that finished 12th, he had the same level points as Stelios and Lewis, my coach, Lewis. And he didn't even show up. So it's things like that that yeah. annoy me. Because, I mean, as you can imagine, Lewis, who was there with me on the day, it was absolutely livid. Because <laughs> yeah. behind, uh, I, think was, I think, who was it? It was Rudy from Clemson and Son. Um, he may have had his reasons. I don't know. No one actually explained anything, but... If you couldn't do it, you know, email in advance because Lewis was the next in that slot, so he could have competed. Yeah, and I, so he was, and then Stalios the same. Stalios was annoyed as well because it could have been him. 
that's the issue. Um, people do that all the time as well. That's just me going yeah. off a bit from topic there, but it's really irritating when people buy these tickets for competition and then don't show up or get through to the finals and then don't show up. Like I said, he may have had reasons, but I don't know. Yeah. I remember us talking about this in the initial heats of uh, BCs uh, oh. towards the end of last year. Yeah, it's just not good enough, is it, really? No, it's like... Uh, I get it if something comes up, but you should give enough advance. There's you know there's I mean? something coming up. Like, even if he gave, like, 24 hours notice, that would be, like, if it's someone, you know, like ourselves, who situate ourselves pretty close to the competition circuit, we'd try to make it. Exactly. And build a routine within 24 hours. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. If you really wanted it, you would do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I don't know. But then we'll flip this yeah. now, and then you get people... <laughs> we'll, we'll go to Vag, who obviously... Yeah. Number three in Britain, <laughs> number one in our hearts. But <laughs> should have won. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Paul, Paul Ross's coffee must have been absolutely Oh, yeah, man. I taste his coffee. It's unreal. Andrea, yeah, really. Yeah. One of the best goals. I mean, we sure. were you gutted finishing third? Ah, uh, yeah. What what I a journey! If I want to sum it up okay. and wrap it up in one phrase, that would be what a journey. So many lessons yeah. in so little time. One. Yeah, so yeah, the, the BC, well, the Barista Championship is the first competition I've done in coffee. Uh, I, I did it last year as well. Uh, I, did, I did go through to the semis. I placed, I think, 21st out of 75. I'm pretty happy with that. I know that I did my best based on what I knew and uh, what I thought I had to deliver on stage. But this year it was much different, and based on the lessons I learned last the, the previous year, this year I decided to to go all in because after last year's performance, I started respecting more the espressos. I always thought, and I still think that the espressos are a little bit boring. But when you <laughs> sorry to say, <laughs> sorry to say, <laughs> no, no, it's I I kind of agree. <laughs> But after my my experience yeah, with the BC, I realized that you can dig so much deeper when you when you have actually a goal somewhere to reach that this is a, a whole new world out there. And the thing is, when you start dialing competitions coffees with competition mindset and the scorching next to you that will guide you through how to dial in, then this is this is next level. So first things first, for me, I started training probably in August for the, for the heats, which is probably was your heat? still a, November. It, November. Yeah, it was in November. Yeah. So I, I think the, the first heat was in, in May. In Bristol or something. Yeah. Yeah. I was still at Tennessee, yeah, Bristol, yeah, yeah. Bristol, yeah, yeah. Bristol coffee festival. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bristol, then London, and then Manchester or something, and Midlands somewhere between at some point. Yeah, so I started training quite early, and the reason for that was I wanted to make sure that after I finished with the BC, I won't say that I didn't have time to practice. I, I wanted to say that I did my best. 
I went on stage, I did my best, and no matter the result, that was me. And yeah, so I started practicing very early, and what I was working on was mostly technical, uh, cleaning porta filters and checking them after cleaning them, after wiping them down, and make sure that my, making sure that my movements were consistent. Uh, I was um, cleaning the steam wound every time, making sure it's spotless. My thumbing was flat. My distribution was uh, consistent. That was what I was working on for the first months. And then I started with three times a week uh, for two to three hours after I finished my shift. And then the month before the hits, I starting, I was doing six times per week, if I'm not mistaken. And probably, well, that, this is my style. Normally, I, t I prefer to train a lot than not training enough. Uh, probably... Uh, someone could achieve the, could achieve to smash it uh, with less training or less frequent training. But for me, because I, I don't have the experience, I prefer to start to to train a lot. Uh, yeah. What was the when you were practicing? Like you said, you were staying two, three hours mm. doing research. What was the what was the main thing you were researching? Was, I mean, I imagine all aspects of competition, but what was the main thing? Yeah. Like, so when I was doing my research, that makes sense. Yeah. When I was doing my research, what I was actually doing is I was checking a lot of videos from previous competitors, mostly the WBC, uh, on on live stream, and I was checking how these guys are moving, how they distribute their coffees, what I, what kind of equipment they use how they clean the portafilters, where they place them, how they use their scales, if they use both hands to take both portafilters out or take one at a time and stuff like this. And the, here the trap is that what we see on live stream uh, is mostly from the World Barista Championship finals. And what that means is that on the finals, there is no tech judge. So maybe the competitors are a little bit sloppier and they don't pay that much attention to clean the portafilters properly because there is no technical job to score them, right? But for us, it's different. For us, we must make sure that the technical points are, are there. So I had to work harder than the competitor that I was watching on the screen on my technicals. Uh, yeah, mostly that. And actually... The month before the hits, I knew that I, ha I must come up with a plan. I must uh, have to come up, excuse me, with, with a concept, an idea that I would proudly present on stage. Because on the BC, you can easily go there and say, hello, my name is Vaga, have a coffee, comes from this region, this altitude, this roast, flavor notes, tactile, everything. And it, if it is well, you're going to go through. But I... I decided to go to, to go with a hard concept, an idea that I will believe in it, an idea that I want to share with people, I, an idea that I that maybe will inspire some people to do their own thing. So the the concept for the heat was uh, the ninety nine percent, 
And uh, what that means is that as an industry, we focus sometimes on the 1% of coffee and that, that is some rare varietals, some super high altitude, crazy fermentation techniques and stuff. And we tend to forget the 99% of coffee, which is uh, ordinary varietals like Atura, Catoais, Bourbons. And not everyone is, not every farmer is uh, fortunate enough to have a farm at 2,200 meters above sea level. Some farms locate, are located at uh, 1,000, uh, 1,200. And if we manage to process them differently, we can create a higher quality and uh, higher scoring coffee. And uh, in the heat, I competed with um, Ekatura that it was anaerobically fermented. It was um, yeah, grown at 1,300 meters above sea level. It was roasted by Clifton, and the farmer was Finger Hartman. Uh, yeah, Hartman's are doing an amazing job. Anyways, so, yeah. I'm not sure if I have answered the question. I just... <laughs> <laughs> Just doing my speech. <laughs> That's what it's about, mate. <laughs> so you said, obviously you chose that coffee. How many coffees did you try? How many coffees did you get into? I mean, obviously Ryan, I imagine, helped a lot. Well, he did help a lot. Yeah. In terms of your practice, your dialing in, your routine. I mean, it's it's great to have. Yeah. Well, technically, basically, a judge on your side yeah um just which is fantastic yeah. but how like i said how many coffees did you go through to find and what and why did you pick that one so in the end for the heats uh yeah for the heats for the we tried about 10 different coffees so what we did oh. was this is an interesting procedure what we did is we cut the coffees and we the criteria the criteria where they were that we need to find a coffee that will have, that will score well on the score sheet and taste delicious. But it has to score well. And what, what I mean is that the tactile that is times four needs to be there. So we went with a coffee. Uh, we were looking for a coffee that has a high quality tactile. Not the highest body or the, no, the roundest mouthfeel, but the one that the, the, the body will hold an espresso. Uh, it's going to be medium weight or around there. It will always have a clean finish because the dirty finish will always mark you down and will cut through uh, the rest of the courses. So when we capped the coffees, we had this in mind. And after we chose the three that we liked out of 10, then we pulled espressos with these coffees. Because it's not a cupping competition, it's an espresso competition. So the coffee has to be brewed as an espresso before the final uh, decision. And the Katura from Harman uh, really stood out for us. It had everything that uh, we want from the coffee. High quality tactile, uh, very interesting flavors. And it was an inspiring coffee because when we cupped these coffees uh, blindly, and, and after we flipped the card, we saw that, okay, that was the Katura from 1500 meters level. And this is how uh, the concept uh, yeah, actually came. So, yeah. Beautiful. And def definitely, this is a process that uh, I was lucky enough to have a team with me that we went through this process all together. 
and I cannot state enough the importance of having uh, having a team with you, a team next to you, a coach and a helper. I was quite fortunate enough. I had Massimo and Ryan from Watchhouse to to be next to me and be with me through this process. That does not mean that if you don't have a, uh, a team, you should not compete. In my opinion, if you don't have a team, then you definitely need to compete because everything that you're going to achieve through this competition, it's because of you and your hard work. And no one can take, can take that from, from you. And that's what I no, want to share, course. yeah. It's, I mean, oh, you've had this plenty of times over the past few months mm-hmm. from me going, oh, I wish I had this team. Yep. I wish I had yep. like, people with me. Um, yeah, that's what I kept saying. Is obviously, Lewis was down in Exeter. I was up in North Wales. It's quite difficult to, mm-hmm. yep. to do much. Yep. Maybe I could have done more. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, don't get wrong, Lewis was a fantastic help. Mm-hmm. He, he had been a fantastic help. I mean, without him, I would not have got even got to the finals. So, I mean, he essentially dialed in my coffee at the heats. That's how, that's how much of a coach he was for me. Mm-hmm. You know, we worked, we worked well together. Um, but like you were saying, then you need, you do need constant pushing. And I've mm-hmm. been saying that to you for the past few weeks when we've been talking that we, you know. You just need someone there constantly to keep pushing you forward, to keep driving you on. Mm-hmm. I like you, like you both aware. Um, I was contemplating just quitting coffee in total, and then I, I put it down to it, it was in competition, but it's just obviously you have that competition. I knew March fourth, third, March third or fourth, whenever the final was. Mm-hmm. That was my goal. My goal was to win. I finished. I've got no goal, so it's just like I'm just lost and just lost within the coffee and it's just like, what do I do? Um, yeah. Uh, thankfully, I'm currently obviously now in isolation, but working with this, I, I am not a barista for this campaign, which has been pretty cool. Keeps me going, keeps me motivated. Um, brewing at home every single day, just doing random things, hence my pouring into a stag, into an AeroPress before, just for, because I'm bored, essentially. That was fun. There's little things like that that keep me motivated. Obviously, this podcast keeps me motivated, me motivated as well. And obviously, now got the got to look forward to next year in the Brewers Cup because I am going to do it again, and I will get a team around me virtually. Maybe we can <laughs> Skype when we do it. Don't know how it would work for tasting, yeah. but we'll do it. Obviously, I was trying to come to London once a week. It was just so difficult, so difficult to come every single week. Fun times. Maybe we should talk about how all of this has kind of affected everyone else from our team yeah. that was going to compete. Yeah, good. Like, yeah, like um, Ben, for instance. That's when was it was supposed to yeah. be the twentieth of May or April, I think, the UK that year. And... The, the thing is, yeah, all, yeah. all the uncertainty around it. I mean, the SVA didn't do a great job keeping us updated, but they could only keep updating after the government have updated, which seems to be taking a long yeah. time. Um, yeah, it's 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 tough. It's tough. It's difficult. Um, yeah. So obviously Ben was meant to compete in the UK Latia, and then we also have uh, Bank oh, God, as well. Yeah. Coffee Masters. The UK Coffee Masters at uh, London Coffee Festival. 
um, which obviously has been postponed till I don't know what the date is now. Twenty um, July, twenty second of July, I think, or twenty third. Yeah, can't remember. Yeah, yeah. So something that was meant to happen what this month has been delayed by next week. It's supposed to be next months. week. Yeah, next weekend. Yeah, well, but the guys at Coffmasters they have they have sent the the rules to the competitors, so I'm sure all of the competitors now they have time to read the rules and master the rules. I think to keep them themselves occupied, so that's good. <laughs> they have something to work on. So yeah, that's good. That's yeah. That's your favorite rule. Bank and uh, anyone who wants to need any help with that. So, what have you guys been doing during isolation? Oh, go go for it, Josh. It seems that like um, you're quite busy, right? Shutting down machines, cleaning <laughs> grinders. Well, basically working. Well, that was just... Yeah, well... Uh, yeah, so basically I've been in... Well, my office, technically speaking, has been in isolation for two weeks. So, I guess you could say, like, the clearance period, I, I think, now from the NHS has been confirmed 14 days. I'm not too sure if that's true or not, but um, basically anyway, I've been in self-isolation for 14 days, um, which just consists of staying at home, answering emails and phone calls and going for a run. <laughs> so <laughs> um, <we> But <clears throat> yeah, exactly. But today, well, today's whatever, day 15, <laughs> I guess you could say. And uh, <laughs> um, and I decided that I was going to go and basically make sure all of the machinery and equipment and stuff uh, um, for the company I work for is, you know, is going to be okay throughout this whole time, however long it's going to last until we can open back up again. That's basically what I've been doing. Like Bag said, draining boilers, cleaning grinders. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I'm back. Vag, what have you been up to? We shut the shop down last Friday, so for me it's the seventh day in isolation. Uh, for me, I still can't believe that. Just uh, that I'm uh, when I go to bed, I don't need to set up an alarm clock, and for me that's fantastic because for, for the past two years in London, I haven't done that before. I always set like three, four alarm clocks to make sure that I will wake up. The next morning. So now I feel like I'm living a dream, but it's going to be a nightmare based on what I see on the news. Uh, I've, I've been brewing coffee at home. So I've never had actually equipment at home in general. So I, because I'm doing, I'm doing quite a lot of coffee at the shop. So I don't do the reason I didn't want to have any equipment at home is that I could, I would probably spend too much time on coffee at home instead of. Uh, chilling out so I never had equipment at home but uh, I bought the grinder and I have uh, a couple of brewers here so I'm spending a lot of time trying new stuff in the back of my mind I'm having that I'll I may be I'll maybe doing uh, brewers cup next year so I'm trying to like figure out a technique for compulsory so it's I'm trying a few stuff on the Bonavita Dripper because I like it a lot. And yeah. So I'm not going to compete in Brewers Cup anymore. <laughs> um, 
there's just, just no point anymore, <laughs> is there? <laughs> yeah, no. Bag's tying himself up. Uh, yeah, so we'll quit. <laughs> no, I still, yeah, you've got you've got to be in it to win it. Got to be in it to beat the best, I suppose. And so yeah, yeah. And bags going out there to beat everyone. Exactly. It's uh... <laughs> be fun, isn't it? Oh god. How about you, Josh? What have you been up to during? Well, this whole... unlike bag, I've never had the the beauty of setting an alarm. I have a a three-year-old who's just walked through the door. Hello. Mm. Okay. Yeah. You got a three-year-old who likes to wake Daddy up in the morning, don't I? Yeah. Yeah. You say hello. Hello. Can you say hello. Hello. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I've never had the the pleasant thing in alarm when this little monkey wakes up at what time do you wake up? Five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So I I've been getting up at five. We've been watching. Watching movies yeah. and watching Monsters Inc., haven't we? Yeah. So we've been watching That's Monsters right. Inc., going for a run, playing in the garden, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. And then I've been doing that non profit thing with I Am Not a Barista, which has been very good, actually. It's been quite interesting um, speaking with people all over the world. Basically, what I've always wanted to do is connect with people in coffee. And this is connecting with a lot of people trying to. Basically, every roastery, every shop, anyone, equipment manufacturer who are offering a discount, we're trying to get them all into one place, which is then for people just to go, oh, look at all these people are still still open, still functioning, still selling coffee. People still functioning like with their roasteries. I know some roasteries are now shut, haven't they? And, and yeah, but it's been great. It's been yeah. speaking with people. Um, we've got... Aeropress on board, Flare Espresso, Fellow Products, plenty of roasters all over the world. It's been brilliant, to be fair. It's been great. And that's been how I've spent most of my time. And then ripping out a bathroom, which is what I'll be doing as soon as we get off this call. So, well, for those of you that don't know... um, Obviously, out of this whole crisis thing that's going on, you'll probably see a lot of activity through Instagram and Instagram TV and things like that. So a lot of people have decided to film themselves brewing and doing stuff that they enjoy at home, which I think is very sensible and quite quite nice to see, actually. Um, so off the back of seeing this, I think we've all collectively at Filtered Thoughts decided that we're going to kind of chip into this but we're going to put a little bit of a twist on it um i think it was wednesday or tuesday when we did it we used i think we were just talking weren't we about it and then we okay. unfortunately instagram doesn't allow you yeah. to brew with seven people but um yeah. yeah it was i think it's better like we did it with yeah. unfortunately the yeah. stream went a bit bad with lewis from crank house but yeah, yeah i think it's gonna be good I'm, I'm very excited for the next one very excited for the next coffee the twist of what we what we're doing on it in comparison to just filming ourselves brewing is that we're actually inviting the roasters of the coffee that we're buying from roasteries onto the stream to talk about the coffee whilst we basically dial it into a recipe um, on some sort of equipment of our choosing basically that's kind of how we're I guess making it a little bit more engaging um, and championing the roasteries a lot more. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of what we're working on, which is fun. 
Um, Josh, obviously, like you just said, we did. Um, we did. We worked with, with Chico Gallo, Frank House, didn't we? Which is, which to me, yeah, is again so far Chico Gallo. the best coffee I've had this year. Not in, not including competition coffees, etc., etc. Some competition coffees have had to blow me away, but um, yeah. yeah, this coffee, that coffee, Chico Gallo, is so good, so nice, so complex. I'm very, I'm just Did very excited for our now? next one. Sorry, um, okay. <laughs> which Vag would, if you want to talk about yeah, it briefly, yeah, which would be sorry. great. Excited to get on this coffee. Oh yeah, sure. So we're very excited about the the next coffee. So early next week. Um, we are inviting Antonio Oria, the head, uh, head of coffee, General Baristas, to brew with us. And we're going to brew Lorena from Datera, Brazil. Uh, we're going to have Antonio uh, telling us about why he competed with this coffee, what uh, this coffee is all about, how it was processed, and give us all the story behind Datera. He did the quite a lot of research. Um, about this coffee and we're super excited to have him on board and brew with us. Definitely, I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be super, super exciting no, actually because uh, I haven't tried the coffee yet so I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it'd be sick and um, I think we're going to try and make this what like No, I think we did thing. say weekly. I, I think. Yeah. Decided. So yeah, like I said, we're just trying to champion as many roasteries as we can in this really difficult time. Um, not just roasteries as well, but like maybe cafes as well yeah. that are supporting, um, you know, or roasting their own, etc. Um, but yeah, that's going to be it's going to be exciting. Um, and of course, ha- having these people with us yeah. on uh, <laughs> on live stream uh, is a unique opportunity for us to learn more about their coffee and how these guys are, uh, are feeling about their coffees and how yeah. they choose their coffees or answer to any questions we have or For sure. the people on, on Instagram live they have. And... No, I agree. It's going to be, um, yeah, it's going to be super, super good, actually. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, and like I said, Bag, yeah, it's a really unique opportunity to actually not, not only record some audio, but do some video as well and actually, you know, do face to face about talking about these coffees and working with it. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. I've actually just yeah. got a, a <laughs> breaking news on my phone. Apparently, <laughs> Liam Gallagher said Oasis are going to make a reunion to raise money, mm. which is a uh, pretty cool. I don't. I can't click the article. Not yet. Wow. But apparently, that's what's happening. Liam Gallagher's just announced it. Reunion of Oasis, which is nice. Heard it here first, apparently. Amazing. <laughs> I watched uh, a movie on Disney Plus. And today's Bugs Life, if anyone's intrigued. That was her choice. <laughs> and painting and colouring in. It's, I'm sounding like being miserable there. I actually really enjoy it. These are my favourite times doing all these things for my daughter, but there's only so much I can of colouring in the same page. I can't lie. Yeah. Fun times. <laughs> you have the plan if you decide to go retirement, right? Yeah. I you have the plan already. Yeah. <laughs> Disney Plus for life. It's quite good. You know, for £5.99 a month, any Disney film, any Pixar film, it's quite good. 
I'll go lie. Sorry, 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 just like advertising Disney though, guys. Yeah. So yeah, just buy it, it's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. <laughs> On a side note, I'm I'm gonna speak with um tomorrow with Antonio. Okay. Uh, to come up with uh, a few different topics that we want to talk about. Okay. I want I'm thinking about doing it in a way that's like an interview. So yeah, like asking some question about. I'm not very interested in general gentleman baristas as a company. I'm just interested in how these guys are dealing with the, the situation and uh, yeah and yeah yeah. I think that's kind of the beauty with these live streams, right? Is that yeah someone just yeah, but it's like, it, just, that's a good and it seems like these guys are supporting the industry <laughs> as well. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I mean, they're offering. Well, we. Uh, they joined our campaign that yeah, I am not exactly. a barista for mm. and they are uh, they are offering a, a very very generous discount of 30% and the best thing about that yeah. 30% is all money from online sales is going to pay staff whether they're salaried or yeah. hourly they're all going to get some money from it um, that's fantastic mm. and yeah. I, there's not another company out great. there I don't think doing that yeah. right now I don't. I I have. I haven't really looked into it. I seen Onyx Coffee Lab no. in America. They've just started something. Um, I think it's hashtag Rising Tides, maybe, which is about helping local coffee shops in the community, which is pretty cool. Yeah, Redemption have done a pet, like a pay it forward thing as well, for retail items, which is quite cool. So someone buys like a bag of coffee, then that. Um, then they put like a name down that name oh, nice. and basically provides a free bag nice. of coffee to someone on the front line so yeah. it's quite an interesting interesting yeah. idea cool but, awesome yeah. peace out mm.